Welcome to a very special edition of WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. Join us as we break down the Royal Rumble. Joining us is our special guest, Steve Fox. Yeah, guys, I'm very excited to be a part of this this week. Thank you for letting me on and letting me cover the Royal Rumble with you, WrestleManiacs. It's WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. And hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7 of WrestleManiacs. It's a special Royal Rumble edition where we're going to recap all the action that was so incredible from that premium live event presented by the WWE Joining me is my co-host, per usual, Waylon Myers, and our special guest. It's a reunion of sorts, the great Steve Fox. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I am doing away, Steve. Doing pretty good. Uh, excited to be joining you fellas tonight. Yep, it's going to be an amazing show. Everyone who is going to tune in to this live stream, we are looking forward to seeing your comments. We will be interacting with you guys throughout the show. At this time, we are going to get started with some Royal Rumble. Before we get started, Steve and Tyler, what did you guys find of Royal Rumble before we get started with all the news? Overall, uh, Steve, you go ahead. All right. Overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, good, brought some good excitement, the championship delivered and uh yeah it was it was a great all-in-all show how about you tyler i i thought it was a, a good show i can't wait to discuss it farther with you too and uh I, i'm like what everybody is our our anticipation i'm, I'm just so excited to uh, talk some royal rumble absolutely 100 percent. so everyone we are gonna get started with some royal rumble news so, we started with the 30 women's Royal Rumble match. So, number one was Natalia. Now, number two was a shocking surprise. Yes, most of us knew it was going to happen, and some probably didn't. But for those of you who didn't knew it was going to happen... We hope you were excited that number two was Naomi. Now, Steve and Tyler, what did you guys find of Naomi being number two? Uh, Steve, you can take this one. Since you're the guest, uh, it's all yours, my friend. Um, I was pretty excited for it. Um, when she came out, That I think she was kind of my pick to take it the whole way, and she did last quite long in there and it was just a warm welcome from the fans the crowd was into it she was into it she was even a little emotional at the start but it was great seeing her back in that ring yeah i agree with what steve was uh, saying there waylon uh you could tell the emotions were running at an all-time high naomi uh coming back i don't think anybody was uh, really shocked at this due to her uh, tna impact wrestling contract coming up and uh, she was their knockouts champion. And uh, it's great to see Naomi back in WWE, feel the glow. That movement is now 
found its emergence again, actually a reemergence. So uh, the, the fans were definitely uh, excited about Naomi uh, coming back to the company. Absolutely. Yeah, I love seeing Naomi back. It was just so great to see her. And she lasted in a very, very long time. Anyways, one an awesome stone to the Royal Rumble, to say the least. And then number three, we had Bailey, and it got more intense. Entrance number five, we had John and Grace, TNA's women's champion. That was incredible. And then we got to see the rival of her and a army from their moment in TNA. And the WWE ring. So that was incredible. The females are doing a badass job so far. It's going great. Then when we got to entrance number 19, it was Nia Jax. And she cleaned house. So Steven Tyler, when Nia Jax came out, what do you guys find of how she was cleaning house? I, I think mean, it's a good way for, uh, I, I'm sorry, Steve. I think it was uh, a good way to present Nia Jax. She was dominating uh, the competition. I, I've been a big believer since uh, Jax has returned to the uh, WWE. Uh, her upside, she looks great. Her in-ring has uh, vastly improved. And uh, I thought she was going to win the match, to be honest with you. And I'll let Steve take it. Uh, I, I have been very impressed with Nia Jax and her performance. Uh, regarding this match yeah she's a she's a powerhouse um so i wasn't shocked with how she was cleaning the house when she entered in uh to the rumble um she was dominating which is nothing new for her um i didn't i was kind of along the lines with tyler once she entered i didn't think anyone was going to be able to stop her um but um i'm not going to spoil the rest of your review waylon but as we know uh, some things some interesting things happen later in this match Absolutely, 100%. Now, entrance number 21 was the man, Becky Lynch. And she came right for Nia Jax, and they ran at it. That was awesome. Yes, Becky Lynch lost to Nia Jax a couple of weeks ago on Raw, but that was amazing. Becky just wanted to get her revenge on Nia, which that's why Becky Lynch went right at Nia, and then what happened last week on Raw. And then, Steven Tyler, let's talk about Entrance 24. We saw Valhalla came out to the ring, and her moment was cut short because she was distracted by our truth coming out, thinking it was the man's rumble match, laughing my ass off. Steven Tyler, what do you find of our truth coming out during the women's Royal Rumble? Steve, you, you can take this one and then I, I'll follow you up. It was absolutely hilarious, in my opinion. Um, I love our truth. I love that he's inserted himself into Judgment Day and to see him come out for the Women's World Rumble, um, it definitely made me laugh. And it was it was a great segment for sure. I, I loved everything about it. 
absolutely. I just find it was freaking hilarious. So tomorrow night on Raw, we definitely are in store for what's going to happen with our truth in Valhalla. But anyways, back on to the Rumble match. Number and number 18 was a shocking surprise. It was Jay Cargill. Oh my gosh. She was badass. And she put the women roster on notice. She cleaned and wiped house fast. And she, and this was very impressive, she powerhouse Nia Jax and Sonia how strong she is. That was fucking awesome. Excuse my language. It was that great. I'm sorry, but it was. And then, entrance number 30. I was hoping it would have been like a huge surprise, but it wasn't, but it was kind of a surprise. Lev Morgan made her return to WWE. That was awesome. This match is still going great. And the females are doing an awesome job. And then we went down to the last three. The three final women. It was Bailey, Liv Morgan, and Jay. All three women are on the rain apron. Bailey and Lev worked together to try to find off Jay. But she fights back. But then Morgan hits her, which got her out of the ring, which made her eliminated. Then it was just Lev and Bailey, but Bailey then knocked Lev out of the apron onto the floor, making Bailey the winner. So the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, and she will be earning a Women's Championship title match on a main event on either WrestleMania Night 1 or WrestleMania Night 2. So Steve and Tyler, I don't care who goes first, but what were your takes on the 30 Women Royal Rumble match? Bailey, uh, for me, deserves it. Uh, this is her moment, and uh, it's interesting to see the developments of the damage control storyline, uh, Waylon and Steve, and I'm anxious to get Steve's perspective on this. Uh, Bailey has done such a superb job of getting others over, and she's been such an influence in a positive way to the younger generation, even to her peers. Uh, so for me, she is long overdue to challenge either Rhea Ripley or Io Scott. And I think, to be honest, as good as the Rhea versus Bailey match uh, will be, her going up against uh, Io Sky, I think that could solidify the turn of damage control against Bailey. And we're going to see Bailey turn face after being this uh, great heel for so long. And uh, Steve, I'll let you take it. That's just my quick thoughts. I think the the match as a whole was great from start to finish. Um, 
I really, really was impressed with Jade Cargill. Um, it was exciting to see her once she signed. I think for me, it was a constant like, where, when is she going to show up? When is she going to show up? And I was getting a little bit impatient myself, but then having her show up in the Rumble and put on a performance like she did, that's when I realized that um, it was it was perfect for her to debut at the Rumble and what a debut she had um, throwing Nia Jax over the ropes with ease and just manhandling everybody. She's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think she definitely made a bold statement in that match. Absolutely. One hundred percent. At this time, everyone, we got a couple comments coming through. We're going to say hello to some of our guests. We have Austin Sire. Hey, guys. Hope you are having a great night. Thank you, Austin. We are. Yeah, thanks, Austin. And then, Tyler, your friend Simon is in the house. Hey, Simon. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us in the comments. Uh, we always love hearing from our friends in the UK. Absolutely. 100%. And now we're going to get back into the Royal Rumble. And we're going to give it off to Steve. Yeah, the next match we saw was the Fatal 4-Way match for the title. Um, we saw L.A. Knight, of course, Randy Orton, um, AJ Styles, and, of course, Roman Reigns, the champion. It, it was a pretty physical match through and through. Um, I mean, as Fatal 4-Ways go, there's no disqualification. So it's kind of like an anything-goes match. Uh, the match started off pretty physical as all three of the gentlemen besides Roman um, kind of worked together and started tag-teaming Roman in the corner, but that didn't last long as Styles soon turned his attention on to L.A. Knight. Um, throughout the match, L.A. Knight um, was pretty physical with pretty much everyone in the match. Um, several times he slammed Styles' head off the announce desk, and then at some points in the match, he slammed Orton off the announce desk. He was kind of teeing off on everyone. Um, it was the crowd was into it. Um, it was really great throughout the whole thing, and I just loved the physicality of the match through and through. Um, Knight was the first one to kind of like have a really big sequence in there with Reigns and hit him with a DDT before Orton would take him out with a big power slam. Um, a lot of like close calls throughout the whole match. Um, Roman Reigns looked great like normal. No shocker there. Um, he, um, LA Knight did do the BFT for a pinfall. Uh, that Styles ended up breaking up. And then Styles then took after Orton and then got a few shots on him. And then now Orton after that kind of took over the match. Um, hitting DDTs pretty much on everyone. And then he pretty much RKO's everyone in sight and then goes for the cover and only for Solo Sokoa to yank the ref out of the ring and take him out of the picture. Now, I kind of figured that we would see um, some interference by Solo in that match. Uh, Tyler Whalen, I don't know if you were surprised by this or did you have any thoughts on Solo getting involved with this match? Oh, I thought that was, I thought that was going to be the end of the match, make him warm and rings win. But thankfully, that was not the case. I was like, every time Roman Ring has a match, he always cheats with the other Bloodline member. And I'm like, this is not going to be a fair match. But thankfully, all of the guys 
took our solar so it was good tyler uh like Waylon was saying uh steve uh, i don't think any of us uh, were caught off guard with the interference from solo to help out roman reigns so he can retain the title he's been on such an, an impressive uh streak so far with uh the bloodline and, and being the man uh meaning the champion and this whole undefeated streak he's uh still not been pinned and uh it's just been remarkable and uh, you you brought up a lot of just fascinating details about that fatal four-way match steve uh you know there's a lot that that went on with where you thought you know aj styles la knight and randy orton would prevail and then there was also the case of they had issues among each other and they they were battling and but you brought up a, a fantastic point it was the three-on-one strategy in the beginning I like the, the psychology part of me of the matchup where Roman Reigns was methodical. He picked his parts. Uh, Randy Orton showed his expertise, uh, meaning his experience. And and there was a lot of facets that I think everybody could come away with and uh, they thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, was it the greatest match by all these uh, competitors? Certainly not. But did it accomplish what it needed to do? I believe so. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then after that action, Solo took out, pretty much took out Orton. He uh, took out Knight and Orton, actually. And then Styles was over by the barricade, and he went to lay out Styles. And Styles thankfully moved through it, um, moved out of the way, I should say, and sent Solo breaking through the barricade and into the crowd, which essentially eliminated Solo from any further interference in the match. And going back to the ring, Roman Reigns kind of saw his opportunity and noticed that Knight and Orton were out of the picture. And he's looking for AJ Styles. And then out of nowhere, AJ Styles turns around and hits him with the phenomenal forearm and then covers him only for Reigns to kick out at two. Um, after that, you can see the frustration with Styles go continue to just escalate. And he then grabs a chair and heads to the ring and essentially beats every beats Roman Reigns to a pulp um, with this chair. Um, but, you know, the commentators throughout the match did remind us that, you know, this is a no disqualification match. So anything goes and AJ was using that chair to advantage. And uh, later on we see um, Orton back into the picture with an eye gouge and then a spear from Roman Reigns to Orton. And then Knight takes out Styles only to turn around to do a Superman punch from Reigns. And then Reigns then hits Styles with a spear and then gets the one, two, three for the win. And your winner and is still Roman Reigns. And I think that puts him around, oh gosh, I think it was about 1,245 days for his title reign. And um, it was it was crazy. It definitely at times looked like he might drop the title. Um, mm -hmm. it, it definitely looked like Orton was going to get the win at times. Looked like LA Knight could have taken it. And then even AJ Styles. But then... Ultimately, AJ Styles took the pin and took the fall. Um, overall, though, I, it was a really great match, really fun one to watch, and uh, the the long reign of Roman Reigns continues. Absolutely. Hopefully, at WrestleMania, he will lose the title. <laughs> anyway, I want him to regain. <laughs> of course you do, Tyler. Of course you do. I, I, somebody's got to say it. I acknowledge him. I, I admit it. <laughs> Absolutely. 
at this time, we're going to go back into the comments section as there is a comment. Looks like <laughs> I aggravated uh, Miss Tracy. <laughs> she is not a fan. No. She's a, I, I'm I, on her enemy list now. <laughs> Tracy, I will no. acknowledge him. I won't won't do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But right now, that's the end of the comments. So we're going to go back into the Royal Rumble, and we're going to take it to Tyler Peters. Other than the uh, the women's Royal Rumble matchup, gentlemen, uh, this match, uh, for me, resonated. Uh, it captivated my attention. In other words, I've said it before, Paul defending opposite Owens has me instantly, uh, immediately intrigued right off the bat, the get-go, because of both abilities to spar verbally and what Paul's been able to accomplish and do inside the ring. Owens elevates his opponents, and, and it doesn't have to necessarily be newer talent. I mean, it could be an experienced veteran. Kevin Owens is just that good, and uh, both had just unbelievable aggression, uh, Paul saw that Owens had a weakness, his injured hand. I, I love the psychology. I'll go back to the term. And he went after it. Owens uh, showed us why. You don't turn your back, though, on KO, the prize finder, uh, however. And he started coming back a little bit with his momentum in the matchup. It was innovative ability that would describe uh, for anybody, and, and especially me, uh, Logan Paul's capabilities. Uh, Paul came off the top rope. He was using uh, that kind of athleticism and still working on Owen's hand. Uh, Owen survives, though. He's always been durable. He's got endurance, and, and Owen's chopping the red on the chest of uh, Logan Paul was quite the visual. I mean, he they were hitting hard, a very uh, intense physical matchup with uh, the United States title uh, bout as well that was uh, transpiring. And uh, Paul scouted Owens, but guess what? KO also scouted and did his homework, as you might envision, uh, combating uh, Logan Paul. And there was a clothesline and frog splash, and uh, maybe it was more of a regular splash, but anyways, it was effective. However, Owens was able to escape defeat. Owens kicked out of the, uh, the big right hand, which surprised everybody. And uh, then one of the cronies from Logan Paul, I think his name was Jack or something, uh, meets up with security, and then uh, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory come out. They've had their problems with Kevin Owens. And uh, Theory, you know, he gave knucks to, to Logan Paul, and Owens would use them, but the ref catches him and calls for the disqualification. It was an interesting finish. Paul retains the U.S. title, and Owens would proceed to attack Paul and powerbomb him through the table. So that's my analyst of the matchup. So I'm going to go to Stephen Whalen on their perspective and what they thought and enjoyed and maybe what they didn't enjoy about this U.S. title match between Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. Steve, I'll give it to you. Um, I Honestly, I really enjoyed the match. And, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. Anytime Logan Paul is in that ring, he puts on a show. Um, he gives it his all. There's no arguing that. And you can tell that he puts in the time to train and just hone his abilities. And it's it's been great to see him um, wrestle. And putting him with Kevin Owens, I think, was a great matchup. I 
I've always been a fan of Owens and, and I mean, I'm slowly becoming a fan of Logan Paul too. And like I said, is just the consistency of him always giving it his best. It's been impressive to watch and I love the match um, overall. Um, I was kind of sad to see Kevin Owens not get the one, two, three, just because I, you know, I've been a big Kevin Owens fan ever since the start, but I mean, I understand um, the ending and I mean, no one really came out on top. So I don't think that feud's going to end anytime soon. I absolutely agree with you, Steve. I, I was like, yes, Kevin Owens gonna win. But then the referee caught the knock, brass knocker on his hand. And I'm like thinking, Kevin, why didn't you just toss them out of the ring? But like you said, Logan Paul, it's a, he's doing an awesome job in the ring. So who better for him to retro at the Royal Rumble than Kevin Owen. I don't think you could have done anything better with him. So I find it was awesome. Logan Paul has a great feature ahead of him, that's for sure. Oh, he does. And uh, I'm actually glad he retained. As much as I admire Kevin Owens, I I'm picking all the wrong people for Stephen Whalen and for you in the chat, possibly. But I, I don't know Logan Paul's attitude. I, I, I didn't think I'd like this guy, but that's that's kind of the point. I mean, he's supposed to be the villain. so uh, And he, he's doing a marvel, uh, marvelous job. I mean, what, what can you say? Absolutely, he is. He really is. So we're going to go ahead and go back into the comments because we have more comments. And we have Kevin Myers in the house. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Yeah, we're not going to say anything about that. <laughs> and then my mom said, I thought KO was smarter. He sure have dropped the knuckles. What do you guys think of that comment? Uh, I mean, everything happened so quickly with that match. I mean, that, I mean, he is a vet, I, but... I mean, everything just happened so quick. I, I don't I don't think anyone would have dropped him within that time frame, but it would have been nice, and then he would have got the one, two, three win, but just everything happened so quickly. He did, yep. I think it was a fascinating way to uh, end the match. This way it doesn't hurt Kevin Owens nor Logan Paul in, in a lot of ways. Right. Absolutely, 100%. So, everyone... We're going to get back into the Royal Rumble. Give me one second to bring up my notes. But during, after the Owens and Logan Paul match, we went to the ring. We had Samantha Irvin, but before we get started on that, Stephen Tyler, what do you guys find of Samantha Irvin's announcements throughout the pay-per-view, and what did you guys find about Charlotte Sakala almost taking her out? Uh, I think Samantha Urban, uh, and pardon me, Steve, didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say real briefly uh, that she's doing a fantastic job as ring announcer. Uh, just what a voice. 
uh, and always l- looks great as well. And uh, yeah, Solo, that that did catch me uh, off guard with uh, Solo about to uh, take out Samantha Irvin. So I'll, I'll throw it to Steve. Yeah, just to echo that, um, she did great. Um, it was it was cool seeing her do from start to finish on the show. Um, a lot of times, you know, she kind of cycles through um, and doesn't do all the matches, but for her to do start and finish, she did a phenomenal job. And Solo Sokoa, that that was crazy to see. Like, it, it definitely came really, really close. But uh, thankfully, he was just a little bit short, and I'm glad, you know, she was okay and there was she wasn't hurting that. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, everyone, the Royal Rumble was shown out last night with 48,000 for, I mean, sorry, 48,044 people in attendance. That is really, really huge for the Royal Rumble. Can you guys imagine being at the live event, being around that many people? It had to feel incredible is all I'm going to add. Yeah, I mean, it would be incredible to be there um, with that big of a crowd. And I do believe that that actually set the attendance record for Tropicana Field. So that was pretty cool, too. Absolutely. We are so honored that you guys are watching this live stream. Feel free to say hi to us in the comments. We will bring your comments up live on L. But at this time, we are going to take it to Steve Fox for the main event. And what a main event it was. It was time for the 30-man Royal Rumble match. I think this is the match that everyone was excited to see. Um, the match started off with your number one entrant being Jay Uso. And then number two, conveniently enough, being Jimmy Uso. Um, I don't know about you you guys, Tyler and Waylon, but I was super excited to see the Uso brothers squaring off as one and two and potentially maybe setting up, us up a future match, either at Elimination Chamber or even Mania. Oh, I thought that was incredible. When I saw Jay come out, I said to my mom, I'm like, wonder if Jimmy's going to be number two because I would be badass if he was. And Leo, didn't we know? It came true, and I was like, hell yeah. I loved it. Tyler? It was uh, good storytelling is all I was going to insert there. Uh, I enjoyed uh, seeing the brothers uh, brawl. And I'll tell you something else I, I was going to touch on is I like how they they took their time. They looked at each other. It, they, they made you feel the moment. And uh, I think that's just as important as uh, – them actually uh, engaging in uh, in competition. I mean, I, I think there's a lot to be said about uh, that kind of presentation, uh, and and that's all I'm gonna say. And I'll, I'll throw it back to Steve. Yeah, it was it was great um, seeing them. Like I said before, seeing them go back and forth. Um, but then after that, we did have Grayson Waller come out um, to kind of get into the action. And then number four was the pretty much the only surprise entrance of the whole match. It was the former AEW star Andrade El Elo, um, which he came out with his signature mask. And then once he took the mask off, he definitely got a huge pop. Um, I I myself wasn't surprised by this. I I do know that, you know, he... 
ended his time with AEW and it was rumored that he had signed with WWE. Um, but it was honestly great seeing him back too. Um, I'm glad, like kind of like Naomi, the crowd was into it. Um, Tyler and Waylon, what'd you guys think of Andre Andrade making his big return? Tyler, I'll let you take that first. Uh, like you were saying, Steve, uh, not much of a surprise knowing that he was finishing up with AEW, but I was very happy for Andrade. Uh, he's a great talent, uh, and I can't say enough good things about the uh, the performer. And uh, so I'll, I'll I'll go to you, Waylon. On your I thoughts. find it was incredible. He is just an awesome talent, and it would have been awesome if he would have stayed in for longer than one he did to kind of pay tribute to, to Charlotte Fair. I hope Charlotte is recovering great. So it's nice to see him back in WWE, and hopefully he stays in WWE. And if he does, hopefully he goes to SmackDown. Yeah, only time will tell, but I, I think SmackDown will be a good fit for him. Um, and then um, one thing just to kind of mention in regards to him going to SmackDown was – if I, I'm, I don't know if you guys follow Twitter or like I do, but back when CM Punk left AEW, um, Andrade kind of posted a tweet saying, see you down the road, hopefully on the other side of the ring. Mm -hmm. So I think we could definitely see that happening, especially if he gets signed with a SmackDown. Right. And I, I would be for it. Uh, I think those two would have a, a, a great match against Let each other, even, even teaming up. Absolutely. Yeah. Let us know in the comments what you guys think about a feature map between him and CM Punk. And then after that, we did have uh, the first entrant by NXT, uh, the former champion Carmelo Hayes, um, entered the ring, and he actually um, he actually got a bigger pop than kind of what I was expecting, but that was a good thing for him. Um, he definitely looked great out there too. Um, the next, I, I think the next notable thing that happened that I remember recall was um, Bobby Lashley coming out and Carrying Cross was out there and they fought pretty heavily and and then ultimately Cross took out Lashley and Cross was eliminated too and then they then AOP showed up ringside and came out and then the street profits came out to join on Lashley's behalf. And it was, it was kind of an all out brawl for a minute there. It kind of took away from the rumble and there was a lot of action outside of the ring. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, AOP coming out and causing all that chaos in the middle of the match? Oh, it was really? insane. It was awesome. The referees was like, you guys can't be out there. You guys need to go take it to the back. You guys can't be out there. I find it was awesome. It was incredible. I can't see where the story line takes them in the street for Finn and Bobby Lashley. I'm ecstatic for Karrion Cross in this situation and Scarlett. I, I think this was so brilliant on the part of WWE uh, pairing uh, Scarlet and Cross with AOP and uh, Paul Ellering. I, I'm such a big fan of Ellering going back to the Road Warriors and how much he knows his wealth of knowledge. And uh, with the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley, uh, you've got a lot of big guys that are athletic that can be physical. And uh, the storytelling they're going to be able to uh, betray is going to be uh, unbelievable, unreal. So I, I love the interaction 
it kind of added a, a new wrinkle with the Rumble match. Definitely, I agree. And then the next notable entrant um, was at number 15. We saw the entrance of the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes make his way out, of course, to an enormous pop um, from the crowd there at the arena. Um, as soon, Pretty much as soon as Cody hit the ring, um, he threw out Theory quite, quite quickly. Um, a lot of good action with Cody Rhodes throughout the match. Um, I honestly, I... At that point, he was looking really hot when he even came in from the start. I kind of thought there was a chance that he could take it the whole way, but everyone was looking great and putting on a performance. But um, it was always good to see Cody, and I was wondering throughout the whole match when he was going to come out, and number 15 right smack dab in the middle. I thought that was a perfect time for him to come out and definitely give him a test um, rather than coming out number 30 that he did last year. Mm -hmm. Moving on from that, we did see a lot of action and number 21 that came out was uh omos which when i saw him come out i thought he was going to absolutely clean house kind of like naya did in the match um because i mean he's he's just incredibly powerful and just a massive guy like seeing him come out there even like walk into the ring, I would be absolutely scared if I was one of the wrestlers in there, which leads me to my next point. Number 22 entrant to come into the Rumble match was none other than Pat McAfee. Uh, Pat McAfee did pop up from his seat, took his jacket off, and he looked kind of surprised that he was in the Rumble, and then he headed up to the ring, and he definitely takes a look at Omos and definitely looks a little bit scared there and ultimately decides to just take himself over the ropes and just call it a day and not even try to compete against Omos there. Um, what did you guys think of Pat McAfee coming in and just realizing, hey, I'm not going to stand up with these guys. Let me just take myself out to avoid some injury. It was entertaining. It was funny at first. But then I was thinking... It could have been a better time if it was like a surprise entrance. I didn't have a problem with it because uh, Pat McAfee just always brings the energy, whether he's at uh, on the commentary uh, table with Michael Cole and Corey Graves or he's he's entering the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think it was, uh, was smart on his part. He saw how massive Omos was, to your point, Steve, and I believe it – who else was in there with Omos? I, I can't recall, but regardless, uh, Pat McAfee at least got in the ring. And I'm with Waylon in a way. It, it would have been nice to see somebody else come out, but uh, I cannot uh, discount the value of Pat McAfee, though. Definitely. Yeah, I think the other person, if I remember right, that was in the ring was Braun Breaker. Yes, um, him. Yep. From NXT. And I, I got to call him out, too. Braun Breaker threw out. I, I think I lost count, but he threw out quite a bit of an almost match. Yeah. And he took out almost, which is quite the feat itself. Um, it was definitely welcome to see Braun Breaker in the match. And I think from the NXT perspective, I think he was the highlight of all the NXT entrants that were in uh, the both Rumbles combined. Um, I think he has, he definitely has a, a big future ahead of him and, 
definitely look forward to seeing him more. Um, maybe even potentially going up against uh, Gunther, because I do know that he kind of squared off with Gunther at one point in the match, maybe setting up a tease for a future match down the road. Um, what would you guys think of uh, Braun Breaker in a Gunther match? I think it would be uh, just an absolute barn buster. It would be Banats, in my opinion, Tyler. I think it would be just a terrific matchup. I'm I'm a big fan of both these guys. Uh, uh, Braun Breaker just he's not only got the genetics, but he he's his own man, and he was just dominant uh, to throw almost uh, Steve and Wayland. It, it shows you how much faith they have, and they see the uh, the talent that Breaker possesses. And you can tell this guy's um, main roster bound very soon. I mean, so it, it's just unbelievable what we've been able to see from Braun Breaker uh, here lately in the uh, WWE and, and with their, their NXT brand. Definitely. And then um, a lot of action between then. Um, we definitely see we see Miz get in the match and then Truth being in the match too. Truth finally comes out to the right Royal Rumble match, which is great to see. And we saw Miz and Truth reunite for the awesome Truth for a little bit there in the match, which was kind of cool to see. Um, and then ultimately, number 27, the entrant that came out was none other than CM Punk. Um, the crowd, of course, went nuts as the best in the world came out before doing his signature. Uh, it's clobbering time. Uh, McAfee, of course, uh, was great on the, I think, great on the mic, too, as he was singing along with Punk's theme, which made it even more hilarious, in my opinion. Um, but ultimately, number 30 that came out, um, I know a lot of people were expecting maybe like another surprise, but it was none other than uh, the returning Sami Zayn. Um, it's it's always great to see Sami Zayn, but I don't know about you guys. I was kind of a little bit disappointed with the number 30 pick. Um, we didn't really have any surprises in this match. And I, Royal Rumble, to me, I, I just love seeing like a surprise or two. And mm -hmm. I, was, I was just a little bit let down that we didn't have any surprises in that match. Uh, Tyler, Waylon, what you guys think? I agree with you, Tyler. Now, if you guys recall on Monday Night Raw last week, they did a celebration tribute of Hog Hogan. It kind of hinted him. What if I do step into the Royal Rumble one last time? So I was expecting number 30 to be like Hulk Hogan just for a short time in the match. But then it wasn't. But like Steve said, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't any surprises in the man's Rumble match. Here's how I look at it. is uh, Sometimes you can have too many legends and... I think you can overdo surprises. I get your uh, your arguments uh, from uh, both perspectives that you uh, gentlemen are coming at this from, but I would have to respectfully disagree because I think they're focusing on their, their new talent, and I think Jordan Grace represented, hey, this partnership with TNA. Uh, she's uh, definitely going to be a, a future WWE star. You can see it going back to the women's Royal Rumble matchup. So I think they're, they're building their uh, – their current roster because they've got enough star power without necessarily having to have a lot of the legends back. I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm like everybody. I appreciate nostalgia. I actually like a lot of the older school style of wrestling, but 
it's saying something when you put a lot of your faith in your main roster from both Raw and SmackDown, and even for those stars returning to give them their spot because they they put in the time and they've earned it. And I kind of had to look at it from uh, not kind of did. Let me correct myself from uh, this point of view. Could you imagine since WWE is opening the doors for other stars from different company? to be a part of Royal Rumble like they did with TNA. Could you imagine if WWE ever invites AEW superstars to the Royal Rumble? Now, that would have been huge surprise entrance, too. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a legend like Edge or Lita and Tress or you name it. Could you imagine if they gave us a huge surprise of, like, AEW's big superstar. Could you imagine that? Now, Steve, I know you like AEW. If you could see one AEW superstar come to the Royal Rumble, who would you pick? Oh, that's that's an easy one, in my opinion. I, I think it would be remitted to not have that surprise entrant be none other than John Moxley, formerly mm -hmm. Dean Ambrose. Um, I think that would be incredible. I, I think it's highly unlikely that that door will ever get open, but I mean, wrestling fans, I think, would love it if it ever was open and seeing like Moxley come back um, kind of like with his new persona and get, you know, interfere with like a match with like Roman Reigns or something. That would be absolutely incredible. The place would completely pop. But I just don't see it being realistic, unfortunately. Absolutely. Uh, moving on with the Royal Rumble match, uh, we ultimately got down to the final four, um, which was Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, Punk, and Gunther. Um, when it came down to the final four, Punk and McIntyre were kind of fighting each other, and then Rhodes and Gunther were going at it, which, if you recall, um, last year's final two entrants were Gunther and Rhodes, so it was kind of cool to see them re-spark what they kind of left over from last year's Royal Rumble. Um, McIntyre did blast CM Punk with a Glasgow kiss and then turned his attention to Cody. Uh, McIntyre hit Gunther with a Claymore kick and then hit Cody and Punk with one as well. Uh, McIntyre was looking like potentially being the winner for a good part of the final minutes of the match. Um, McIntyre did go over to Punk and told him that this isn't 10 years ago and that his ass is his now. He picks him up to throw him out, but Punk did turn the tables on him and eliminate McIntyre instead, which left us Cody, Punk, and Gunther. Um, Cody, or Gunther after that, nearly eliminated Cody, in his, um, which was kind of similar to last year, but Cody countered and threw out Gunther instead, and then it came down um, to Punk and Cody as the final two, which was awesome in my opinion. Um, I didn't think we were going to see that. I, I really honestly didn't think it was going to come down to those two, and when it did come down to those two, I had no idea what was going to happen. Um, the crowd was definitely into it at this point, and I think this is when the whole entire match like really ramped up. The crowd finally you know, got on their feet and got pretty excited about the match. And ultimately, there was a lot of big moves on each side. Um, we did see a crossroads hit. We did see CM Punk uh, hit the go to sleep. And then Cody did, or I'm sorry, CM Punk did hit Cody with a pedigree, 
which was quite interesting to see um, as well. Um, but at, towards the end there at the match, um, I, CM Punk kept looking at that WrestleMania sign, and I think he was too focused on what could have been and kind of underestimated Cody. And he picked up Cody for another GTS, and Cody countered it and hit him with the crossroads. And um, it was it was just crazy back and forth there for a while. And ultimately, he CM Punk went to pick up Cody for another GTS, but fell back on the ropes. Um, Cody falls over and hangs on and tries to pull Punk out of the match. And then Punk escapes. And Cody lands on the apron and rolls back into the ring as well. Um, finally, after that, he uh, once again, CM Punk tries to pick up Cody for another GTS. And Cody counters and throws Punk out uh, rather quickly to eliminate him out of the match. And you're back-to-back champion, um, or not champion, sorry. Your back-to-back winner of the Royal Rumble is Cody Rhodes. Um what do you guys think of Cody Rhodes doing it back to back for the first time in several years? I think it's amazing. I thought I thought it was awesome because CM Punk was like, "I am not going to wait ten years to lose to Dusty's son," and Cody mm-hmm. just happened to, you know what? Then he tossed CM Punk out, and it was a huge shock. So hopefully, this means Cody Rhodes is definitely gonna finish the story this year i I like the ending as well uh you guys pretty much covered it i it just answers our question why the face-to-face segment where the two were able to joust on the mic uh, during the promo uh segment of raw uh was so significant because uh think about it cm punk was uh was using it uh, like you said, Steve, on Cody, and, and Cody ended up throwing him over the top ropes. So that, that was a, a a nice point about Punk uh, getting distracted, was a little too focused on the WrestleMania sign. I, I like how they were conveying it to us as the audience. Absolutely. So we had Bailey and Connie Rose as the winner of 2024. What did you guys personally think of Bailey winning it for the women's Wamba? Steve? Um, I was excited for that pick. I, I did like it. Um, once, like I said earlier in the show, once Naomi came out, I kind of expected her to take the win just with how incredible she's been lately in TNA. But Bailey is a great pick for it. Um, it'll be interesting to see who she challenges. Um, will it be you know, Rhea Ripley, or will she go after her own member of damage control? I think it leads to an interesting decision and we'll see probably soon in the coming weeks who she chooses. Now is Sasa Banks gonna come back to WWE? I'm not sure. No, I mean that that's that's a tough one cuz uh, there's a lot of speculation she may be going to AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve may know know a little bit more on the uh situation. Uh, cuz if Bailey turns on damage control, could she go back and join forces with Sasha Banks if she returns? 
I mean, it's possible. Um, in my opinion, though, I think if Sasha was going to come back, I think we would have saw her in the Rumble. Um, I, I honestly think that for sure. I have heard the same thing that Tyler heard that there might be there's some reports out there that she might be signing with AEW. Um, so I know for me, I was kind of watching the Rumble see if she showed up, and the fact that she didn't show up kind of makes me think that she's not coming back. But who knows? She could always come back at a later time. Absolutely. So yeah, there you have it, everyone. Let us know in the comments what you guys thought of the two Royal Rumble match winners. So yeah, that basically wraps up the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. We're going to go back to the comments now because we got some more in the comments. So my mom was like, I love her expression. She gets so excited. Lillian almost got taken out several of times. I think they need to get them a heads up. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, it would help. <laughs> Lillian has to always jump the velvet cane and stuff. It was hilarious. We got Robin in the house. I think the Rumble was the worst pay-per-view I have ever watched. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah, that, that's what makes it uh, fun. I commented, we appreciate the love with the audience and people's comments. My mom did a funny face. You just want him taken out, woman. I I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ambrose coming back. Uh, I don't think that's happened. I think Moxley's been tearing it up in AEW. I don't see him coming back. See, I like Bailey. I I can't agree with these choices. I, forgive me. I'm I'm all for Bailey. Banks hasn't shown up yet. Um, it's rumored that she's coming back, but she hasn't shown up yet as of this week, so we'll see what happens. And now, before we move on, Tyler and Steve, what's in store for Raw Alpha Rumble tomorrow with Connie Rose, CM Punk? Will we hear from Bailey? What will happen with Valhalla and our truth what do you guys expect to see on Raw tomorrow night? Uh, I expect to see Cody uh, choose who he's going to face. I think he already alluded to Roman uh, if you, after the Rumble. I, I think that's got to be the match, but uh, I'm not going to discount Seth. I think we may get Seth and CM Punk now that Punk didn't win the Rumble match. I mean, th there's a lot of ways they could go about this creatively. Uh, I think Valhalla is going to get some revenge, whether that's through Ivar or whoever out of the Vikings against our truth. There'll be some judgment day. That'll be very uh, fascinating. And uh, I'm not sure. I, I think it's going to be a fun role though. Not only are the go home editions, a lot of fun to talk about, but also the, the ones that occur afterwards. So Steve, uh, I'm anxious to get your perspective. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I, I think we are going to see Cody Rhodes for sure. Um, he did pretty much allude to at the Rumble that it was going to be Rowan Reigns. Um, he was pretty much looking right at him after the match and 
Um, I think he, I think he knows what happened last year at WrestleMania, and I think he wants to redeem that. And I think he wants to finish the story with no one other than Roman Reigns. Um, I do like that setting up a potential Punk and Seth Rollins. So I do think we will see Seth Rollins at Raw at some capacity. Um, in regards to our truth. Um, I do think that there will definitely be some retaliation in regards to uh, with Van Halle. I she, I mean, who knows? She might even take out our truth himself. She, I don't think she really needs Ivar or anyone to really help her. I think she could uh, plow through him quite handily um, her own because uh, she's pretty she's pretty strong to and a force to be reckoned with. Um, but it's like Tyler said, it's it's always a good show after a pay per view. So. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what happens for sure. And sometimes it's always much better than the pay-per-view. Yeah, that does happen sometimes for sure. So Especially we'll after Mania. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, that's Anyways, and we cannot forget what is in store with Jay and Nia Jax. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's going to be uh, very telling. Uh, you can tell by Nia's expressions getting eliminated by Jade and uh, and not appreciating the performance and, and being outpowered because she was so dominant in the Women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, you're right, Waylon. How could we uh, forget about Jade Cargill and, and what transpired between her and Nia Jax? Absolutely. And then could we see more of Becky Lynch? We don't know. We cannot wait to find out what is in store with Raw Alpha Rumble tomorrow night on 87 Sensor live on USA. At this time, everyone, we will be right back after this commercial break. We hope you enjoyed the highlights of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was an awesome time for sure, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. If you haven't watched it yet, I recommend you do so. I agree, Tyler and Steve. Royal Wumba was badass. For everything WrestleManiacs, visit the links in our description box below to get connected with us. And now... Back to WrestleManiacs. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this commercial. At this time, I'll give my answer at the end. Steve, I'm going to ask you first. Out of 10, what do you rate the Royal Rumble? I... I would say, from my own perspective, I, I think I would go 7-5. Um, there were some things I did want to see. I think I alluded to earlier. It would have been nice to see some, like, at least one surprise in the match or maybe seeing some, like, a male TNA talent come over. But overall, I did think it was a good show. Um, but I would say it's 7.5 on my end. All right, Tyler Peters. I'm actually going to be more favorable. I'm going to go with an eight because that women's Royal Rumble match, I know I keep harping on it, but I, I actually enjoyed it. And that's what helped get it to eight as far as my rating. I think awesome. that was the match of the night, in my opinion. Was yeah, the absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yep. And I'm going to be giving this pay-per-view a 
But yeah, let us know in the comments what you guys will rate this year's Warrior Rumble pay-per-view. Steven Tyler, we are now on the road to WrestleMania. How exciting is that? It's very exciting. I, I cannot wait. It's hard to believe, Steve, that we're almost there to WrestleMania. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to think that Mania season is just right around the corner. Um, but I, I'm very excited for it um, with Cody winning. I'm hoping that he can finish that story. Absolutely. And now normally after Royal Rumble, WWE in the past normally announced the Hall of Fame throughout these next couple of months. Will we see the Hall of Fame first inductee soon? Or do you guys think it's going to be a week before WrestleMania? That's tough to answer. I I feel like they might start releasing um, some of the members. I think, um, I'm sure you've all read, I think one of the members is definitely going to be, and well-deserving, is going to be Bray Wyatt. Um, I think it's going to be an emotional Hall of Fame, especially with him being inducted, but definitely well-deserving, and he, he needs to be in there for sure. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, definitely deserving of a Hall of Fame uh, nomination and induction as Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. I saw an article yesterday that three names that are being discussed is Bray Wyatt, Drain the Rock Johnson, and Paul Heyman. I'd be for all this. Yeah, I, I don't have any problems with all three of those. I think I'd be all for it as well. And like I've been doing for so many years now, we have to get Lillian Garcia into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's got to happen eventually. Hopefully more sooner than later. This is going to be a 25-year anniversary since she signed with WWE. No better time than in my opinion. That's when I say, or even if it's not Lillian Garcia, let's hope that now that is Triple H choices on who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, why can't we have Victoria? Another great pick. Yeah, another one that's worthy. I'm with you guys. And there's a lot of rumors going around that. Is it possible now that Vince McMahon is not in charge of that and depending on Stephanie McMahon, do you think they will induct China by herself? Hmm. <laughs> Tyler, I'm going to give this one to you. I'm not entirely <laughs> sorry. Well, well it, it's a tough one because uh, we, we know the history. I, I think she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But whether that's going to actually happen are two different things. Right. But it, it's a shame. I mean, whether you, you were a fan of hers or not, you, you can't take away her achievements in WWE, and it, especially a WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, think of all the people with respect that they've inducted. So why shouldn't uh, China get the nod? Uh, but but that's, that's a loaded question. And I, I get why Steve was uh, letting me answer first. That's still very hard to answer. But I... You know, I, I think uh, she should. I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm going with it. And now, Steve. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, definitely with Tyler. I think it's deserving. Um, but yeah, there's just that situation. It's, 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 it's a tough one. So I, I definitely wanted to divert it to the pros before I gave my answer. <laughs> yeah. And, and never say never. I know, I know there's more to the story than it was released. I know what he did was wrong, but you can never forget his history he did with WWE. But could you see the doors being open for a possible Chris Benoit induction? Uh, man, you're bringing the... <laughs> yeah, that, that's deep, man. That's Yeah, uh... I, I personally don't think it's going to happen and uh i mean you can't you can't take away the fact that he was one of the best probably technical wrestlers out there but with what happened uh i just i i i don't know what else to say other than i i vote no on that one yeah it taints it yeah, what, yeah. whatever he was able to do and I, i'm with steve i used to love yeah. watching him wrestle but after finding out uh, all the uh, the criminal things he did to his own family. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm kind of with Steve. No, yeah. as much as his, because uh, you have to separate the two. I understand, but it, it's still hard not to to think. Well, he he still did this, yeah. right? And one more question before we move on. This is the Hall of Fame question, Tyler and Steve. I don't care who goes first. Out of all the wrestlers, past or present, who's been in WWE long, but hasn't retired yet, or a past superstar who is not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Who would you love to see as that person? It's another good question. Tyler, yeah. you got someone in mind? <laughs> I, it's, it's a tough question, but I'll tell you two guys uh, as a tag team that are very deserving and should have already been in the Hall of Fame are Demolition. I mean, those guys, I, I think it's a shame they're not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, especially when we're talking WWE. I mean, whether tag team or singles wrestlers, look at, look at their careers in the territories and then how big their stardom uh, grew when uh you know it became national in the, in the WWE so i think those guys should be in there i am kind of thinking along the lines of a tag team too which i don't know how this would work based off of who they're currently signed with but i mean when you think tag teams i think of the hardy boys um i would love to see the hardy boys have an induction i do know that they're signed with AEW currently but I mean, they put a lot of time in WWE, and they did a lot of great stuff. Um, so I, I would love to see the Hardys, in my opinion. All right. You basically kind of answered my pick. But mine is a little bit different. I would have loved to see Team Extreme, the Hardy Boys, with Lita. <laughs> That'd be good, too. Yeah, I'm for that. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. I'm in support. Absolutely, 100%. So, we are now on the road to WrestleMania. It's going to be an awesome couple of months building up to the match card. I hope it is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rose. That would be amazing. I would love to see Bailey Garvin versus Eeyore Sky. Yeah. And I would love to see... 
Rhea Ripley versus the man. Mommy versus the man. Yeah. So I, if Bailey picks Ia, we shall see the man versus Rhea. I I like that. I I agree with that. Mm -hmm. It it'll be interesting if if Bailey does make that choice just to see what happens um, with that faction. But uh, it would make for some interesting TV. That's for sure. Absolutely. And, and I think too we have to remind ourselves too about elimination chamber. I think that's going to open up uh, the door uh, for. Who can challenge uh, Rhea Ripley or Yep, yep. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, if someone picks someone, then Elimination Chamber is going to be the opposite person to choose. So yeah, so we are going to see what's going to be in store for WWE these next couple of months. Now, could we see like a legend like Lita or Trish or? Stone Cold, The Rock, could we see them coming back for WrestleMania? Lita did say that she wants to wrestle Rhea Ripley. I think uh, I think we could see The Rock at some point. Um, I don't know about for Mania, but I mean, he did leave that little comment about how he should sit at the head of the table. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, we could, we could see him maybe showing up even at Elimination Chamber. Um, as for any other legends, um, it does seem to me like Triple H is focusing. I think, Tyler, I think you alluded to this earlier. I think it does seem that Triple H is kind of focusing on the younger and upcoming talent. So, I honestly don't think there will be too many legends in WrestleMania, but, I mean, only time will tell. Absolutely. 100%. Right. So, yeah, WrestleMania is going to be amazing. Tonight event, Steve Fox is going to be our special guest during that time as well. So, and I, it's going to be an epic yeah. call. So, yeah, it'll be a good time. At this time, everyone, we are going to bring you guys a couple breaking news. And Tyler Peter is going to start it off. Uh, it was uh, some big breaking news, Waylon and Steve. The Rock has been appointed a board member for the TKO group. And there he is at the New York Stock Exchange. This is the same group that not only owns WWE, but the UFC. You see Nick Khan in the background. You see Triple H, The Rock, and Ari Emanuel. I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, it, it's all the the big executives, and uh, but but there you go. I, I'm going to keep it short. It, it's pretty self explanatory. The Rock has joined the board of directors for TKO, and I, and I want to get uh, your thoughts, Waylon and Steve, just real quick. I think it's amazing. What better person than the Rock? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're looking to uh, bring in some revenue to TKO, I mean, the Rock is. I think a good man for that. I mean, if you look at everything he's done in the ring, look at everything he's done on his own. I mean, he's, he's built an empire with his tequila brand, um, with all of his movies. So I, I think it's a stellar signing for sure. Incredible. And now Steve and Tyler and everyone else watching this live stream coming January of 2025, 
WWE Raw is coming to Netflix. Now, there's a thing going around that it's a possibility, and I think Steve's the one that sent it to me, that it's a possibility that Raw will no longer be on Mondays. Now, if that happens, Tyler and Steve, I want to know your opinion. Will you be upset if Raw leaves Monday night? Uh, Steve? Uh, me personally, yes. Uh, it's been Monday Night Raw forever. Um, I do know that um, Nick Khan did discuss, um, it was in an interview that, you know, anything can happen with a Netflix deal. They could put Raw on a different night, but I I just, I don't want to see that happen. Uh, I mean, I understand the flexibility with Netflix and there's no, you know, time slots per se, but you need to keep that on Monday night, in my opinion. I have to concur with Steve about the Monday night time slot. However, I think WWE, if they keep going like they have been and and are, you know, I'll answer uh, all of that in the past tense and and continue it. There is, uh, I think uh, it'll be fine no matter which night. But I'm I'm with Steve. I, there's something special about Raw being on Monday nights. It's been on Mondays for 31 years. Why change it? Anyways, what does not make sense to me, but nothing makes sense when it's WWE, because whatever they do, they're going to do anyways. But what does not make sense to me, why are they moving Raw to Netflix and SmackDown to USA Network? I think it's just due to everything... You know, with streaming and Netflix, it's still a powerhouse among a lot of these platforms like Hulu and and uh, so many of, of your cable networks, uh, broadcast TV now uh, show a lot of their shows, their series and their movies on these these streaming platforms. So it only makes sense, at least for me, that uh, WWE would uh, would follow the trend and go to Netflix. Why not? And because they're. They're not only adding Raw, from what I've read, there'll be a lot of shows and specials that will also air on Netflix. So I'm going to be very interested and curious about that. And uh, SmackDown used to be on the USA Network. And remember, starting later uh, this year in October, uh, it'll be NXT on the CW. So a lot of things will be uh, kind of shuffled around. But I, I think it may actually be a good thing, even though I know we get accustomed to uh, network TV, uh, it's just the way uh, the times are changing and the way the future uh, uh, content is going, is heading towards, is the these kind of uh, applications. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And two, with Netflix, it has a pretty big international reach. Um, so I think with moving to Netflix, too, you have the possibility of bringing in uh, more fans and ultimately more viewers and more people to get tickets for live events and put more people in seats. So um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It's going to be different. It's going to be hard to get used to going to like a streaming service to watch Raw. But um, I mean, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's only for the United States that was going to go to US. I mean, SmackDown's going to go to USA. Everywhere else. Raw, SmackDown, and the pay-per-views will be on Netflix. Well, hey, thanks for clarifying for us, Waylon, because that, that was important, so thank you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, everyone, one more time, 
in January of 2025, war is moving to next flesh for the United States. And SmackDown's going to be on USA and NXT's moving to CW. For everywhere else out of the United States, you guys are going to be seeing Raw, SmackDown, and Pay-Per-View, and everything WWE on Netflix. So that's the breaking news for this. So if you live in the United States, you can see SmackDown and NXT on cable, blah, blah, on Netflix. I think it's going to be amazing to see Raw on Netflix, and we will see if it will stay on Monday. If not, could you imagine? And I was talking to my mom about that. Could you imagine if they did a stress review on us that Monday night SmackDown and Friday night Raw? Could you imagine them stressing them? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure either. That that's a that's a good question though. I mean, they they definitely got the power to, but kind of like see, a draft. <laughs> you you want to take this one? I'm still kind of thinking on it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's something that could happen. I I think sure. I, I don't see there's any reason why they couldn't do it. But I'm still going back to what I'm saying. Like Raw's been on Monday night for several years. Let Let's not change that up. I like Monday Night Raw. Yeah, SmackDown has been. Thursday, Tuesdays, and Fridays. So, so that's had more flexibility to your point, and and I'm I'm with you, Steve. Uh, Mondays have been synonymous with uh, Monday Night Raw. It's been their flagship show, with all due respect, before SmackDown even became a thing. So, uh, why change a good thing? Ryan, absolutely. We got three people watching at this time. If any of you want to say your last goodbyes in the comments. Please do so, because here in a couple minutes, we're going to wrap up this episode. So, yeah, it's going to be nice to see Raw on Netflix. So, one more time for tomorrow, you guys. What are you most looking forward to Raw tomorrow? I'll let Steve go ahead. Um, I most, uh, what I'm looking forward to most is Cody Rhodes. Um, I definitely want to, I mean, all signs point to him versus Roman, but I want that to be official. I wanted him to come out there. I want him to declare that's what he's doing. I want him to hype up the crowd and let the world know that come WrestleMania, that story is getting finished. And for me, I think I'm looking forward to seeing what, what else is going to occur with uh, Nia Jax if we get Jade Cargill, which I, I think we might. Also, we cannot forget that Bailey may appear. Remember, she won the Rumble match. Maybe even if she doesn't pick Rhea, and maybe she will, she could still do a big tease. So I, I think that's going to make Raw after a Rumble that much more uh, enticing. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen between Bahala and our troop. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of surprise things tomorrow. So, hopefully, we are not disappointed in this. So, yeah. I, I think it'll be a good show. It's Absolutely. Yeah. It's shown. 
So yeah, Monday Night Raw live on USA and 8, 7 cents tomorrow. Da messa. But before we say our goodbye, Steve, is there anything you would like to say to our viewers? Just uh, thanks for tuning in, and um, it's it's been fun. Thank you, Tyler and Waylon, for having me come along for this show. I look forward to jumping back with you fellows around WrestleMania time and uh, covering what happens at Mania. All right. We can't wait. Tyler, is there anything you would like to say to the viewers? Uh, yeah, I, I've just had a good time, and I, I want to thank uh, you, Steve, and Waylon. It, it's been a, a great time. I mean, this has been uh, – just refreshing to have another voice and to have Steve join us. And and Steve, you are a pro. We're hey, we're all just fans, man. I, I think you're you Thank do you. a great job every time you come on here, being serious. And uh Waylon, the only thing I was gonna say is uh I just so appreciate this time. I, I'm just having a blast doing WrestleManiacs with you and and when Steve can pop in. Yeah, WrestleMania, I'm looking forward to when we can do this again. But even if it's for a raw or smackdown, a normal week without a a pay-per-view we got to get steve on uh, more often absolutely i agree well everyone thank you so much for tuning in to the seventh episode of wrestlemaniacs with myself and tyler and for this week steve fox we hope you all enjoyed the royal rumble and we cannot wait to be back next weekend to discuss Raw Alpha Rumble and SmackDown Alpha Rumble. I think both brands are going to be an incredible time seeing what's going to transpire leading up to WrestleMania. At this time, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you all next week with me and Tyler. That's the finisher for WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler this week. Be sure to ring the bell for another brand new episode that you'll soon enjoy regarding the news and highlights from WWE. See y'all next time.